Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Three Weeks with Lady X, the first book in Eloisa James' Desperate Duchesses by the Numbers series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please write and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. As usual, we love you guys and appreciate you. Okay. Oh my goodness. So... I have to mention this because I want to know. I want to know you guys' opinions. I want to know Juliet's opinion on this too. Hmm, interesting. So I find I don't know if it's just me, but I find that recently a lot of authors have been doing special edition hardcovers. Oh my goodness! Of their books. I can't believe we were even talking about. And it's this. like the hardcover editions that don't have the actual dust jacket on it. It's yes, just like it's just the, it's just the hardcover, the printed hardcover, right? And I want to know what everyone thinks about this. What's your opinion on the special so, edition hardcover with like an alternate cover? I think they're so cool. They're mainly just like collector's items. If like if you really love a series, it would be really cool to have on your shelf, you know, um, just like any collector's item of any kind of artwork or art piece. But honestly, the more I see them, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this. Like, I want to do it. I want, I'm like, what would I do for a stay a spell? Like, I would love to know what I do, like actual heroes on the covers like what would i do i don't know the sky's the <laughs> limit for that you know and i'm like wait i kind of i kind of like this idea so i don't know I, I think they're beautiful i think it's cool it is sort of this and i honestly feel like it's just because amazon has now offered this hardcover easy it's easier easier for indies to do it um you know and so it's becoming kind of like a thing what do you think I freaking love it, but my <laughs> bank account's like, no. <laughs> exactly. Hardcovers are more expensive, you know? So, so yeah. I, I love having physical copies of books because I am a collector of books, okay? Mm-hmm. And I can't resist these alternate covers, you know? <laughs> I'm just like, I have to have it. So, anytime <laughs> an alternate cover comes out, I'm like, I have an internal war with myself. Am I, am mm-hmm. I gonna buy this one, even though I already technically own it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, most likely I will. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely obviously for the super fans. So, like, my husband is a comic book reader, which if you've listened to us at all, you know that already. And he was talking about a friend of his who is literally like scouting everywhere. Like, they had, um, all these alternate covers of this new Venom. Um, comic book that had come out and there was like 20 and he was like literally paying he didn't care what it cost he was going to buy every single one of them i'm like uh kevin are, are you doing that like are you <laughs> it's like no no i'm not but i do want a couple of them you know i'm like okay well i mean you know get it if you want but i mean it is a thing and, it, and i think it's really cool it's like it, it's like you have this special special i especially love edition. it if the original covers have like the hero or the heroine like just one of them and right. then the alternate cover is you you know your yeah. your opposite yeah so for example um one of the first ones that i like really loved um kennedy ryan her hoop series have all men on the cover mm-hmm. and in one this is actually a book box edition she had um heroin from um hookshot on it and i was like oh my god that's such a yeah, cool idea of just beautiful. having the heroin and that then now authors are doing the alternate covers like gianna darling 
Um, her Fallman series have all men on it, but her alternate mm-hmm. cover, she just came out with the women on the cover. I know that Carla Sorensen. Carla Sorensen just did it. She yeah. has all her females on her um, on the uh, Ward Family series, and those are really pretty. I love really alternate pretty. covers. I'm, I'm a whore for that. But them. I tell you what, it has got me thinking, what can I do? Like, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm still on the lookout for Birthday Girl by um, Penelope Douglas. That was for a book box. <laughs> it literally sells Y'all. for hundreds of dollars if it goes Jessie on eBay. And I'm hurt. still mad about She's it. She's okay, about I'm this. Still she mad still wants it. Because I didn't know about this book box before everyone was unboxing them and it had already passed. And I'm crossing <sighs> my fingers that eventually there will be a reprint. They have said that yeah. they will not be reprinting them in 2022. So I'm Birthday like, Girls oh are God. favorite Penelope Douglas. Oh, so. and the alternate cover was so good. Yeah. I just loved it and I really want it. That's <laughs> all I want in life. Damn it. <laughs> Literally everybody searches for this cover though. It's not just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe one day, fingers crossed, pray for me, guys. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. It's exciting, though. It's exciting that there are a lot of cool new things that are coming available for both um, indie authors and readers. And I just love it. I just love that there's obviously still a lot of love for the art work itself, yes. you know, yes. that goes with the um, the writing, the art and the writing. So I love it. I it's love awesome. it to this day. So we have a very special book um, today, Three Weeks with Lady X. And I want to talk about these characters so bad, Justin, so let us go characters tell us about them let's talk about them so our heroine her name is lady zenobia india (laughs) she's the daughter of a marquis and he's kind of famous for being a little crazy and he he was like a little bit mad and stuff and she was orphaned so she had to kind of work to have a dowry because they didn't have a lot of money she actually grew up pretty poor like Mm -hmm. kind of begging for her dinner and everything and she finally was able to go live with her godmother when she was 16 and she started this business she's basically an interior decorator okay i know and and like staffing she yes. does staffing she like organizes their house their staff and- one of my favorite parts of her personality is that if she visits this household that she's redoing whatever she interviews the entire staff mm-hmm. and she remembers like if they want to be a promotion if they're like a footman and they mm-hmm. want to aspire to be a butler right yeah she'll remember you and whenever she goes to someone else's house and they're like oh i need a new butler she's like i know just who to call so mm-hmm. i love how she does that so she has a great reputation she charges an exorbitant amount, but also she always gets proposals from like she's so charming the men. and beautiful, y'all. <laughs> that they're just caught. as a matter of fact. I love the opening. It's the opening is really oh funny. My we'll talk about that. Yeah, and then we have our hero Thorn Daughtry. And <laughs> if you haven't read her Desperate Duchesses series, because this is the Desperate Duchesses by the Numbers, which is technically a spinoff. If you haven't read the Desperate Duchess series, um, you would die over the Duke of Va. Which he has lots of bastard children. And Thorne just so happens to be the oldest bastard child of the Duke of VA. And he had a bad reputation until he got married and found love and all that. But Thorne (laughs) has made a name for himself in business. So he's very rich. But he does have, you know, the stigma of being, you know, born out of wedlock. And so he kind of, he says he doesn't have any hangups about it. But he does. But but he's also like, you know, I really should marry a late proper lady who's not going to cause right. problems. And one of the and things that he, and I think that it's just like, I love that the hero, this is what the hero aspires to. 
he he dreams of having a family and he really wants a warm and loving mother. And so his only requirement for yeah. his wife is that she be warm and motherly. Yes. A mother to his future children. And he kind of has someone's someone in mind and he had recently bought this, you know, old estate of this earl. And so he mm-hmm. needs to redo the whole thing because it hasn't even been occupied in like six months and he doesn't even know what's, what's inside. So guess what? His mother, his stepmother, Eleanor, suggests Lady, Lady X and... Um, um, sparks yes. fly, sparks fly. <laughs> oh, India, India, guys! If you've not read Three Weeks with Lady X, you gotta go read it and come back and you chat with really us. You really do. You really do. All right, guys, we're in the spoiler section. Yes. Okay. Talk I, about that opening. I want to talk about this opening. So we open with this, <laughs> this guy, Lord Dibblestick, whatever his name she is. She comes up with the funniest last name. I know, like. <laughs> Like on purpose, she so doesn't. She good. doesn't on the, on purpose. Oh yeah, Eloisa James is brilliant. So yeah, he is on his feet, begging her, begging her, and just like pouring out his love for her. But also, but he needs to rescue her from rescue her, her from, from her, her tawdry occupation. Yeah, ladies should not have an occupation. <laughs> I love the thoughts that are going on in her head, just like the whole time. It's just it's it, basically like one big eye roll. She's yes, just like, oh my god, yes. again. But she's trying to be a lady. And this is the thing about India that's so great is her personality. She is like the female charmer, and like I mean, from the staff, from like the lowest, like you know, scullery maid to the duke, they all love her. Everyone she doesn't loves look down her. on anybody. No, okay. she's not condescending. She makes people feel comfortable. Um, she's able to charm anybody to do anything <laughs> that she wants. Of course, that's because um, our hero says because they're all in love with her. <laughs> exactly, that's what he says. <laughs> I loved it. But we get to know more about India mm-hmm. and why she has has she's like such a stickler for like, you know, more proper things and what she mm-hmm. dreams of having, you know, because her parents were kind of a little bit hippie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I describe them as hippies. They she's worshipped like, a moon goddess. Yeah. She's like, she was lucky she wasn't called Moonflower. Yeah. They you know? danced naked at night. Um, <laughs> and sometimes, which ugh, broke my heart, they forgot to fe- feed her. Ugh. Like, they were just, and she, like, insists. She's like, my parents did love me. They were just, you know, they weren't the best, like, at m- nurturing and, m- you know, right. paying attention to their daughter, a human that they had to feed and stuff. And her father wasn't a good manager of the estates. And so that's why they had no money and so right she just like she has a lot of hang-ups about her family um but she hopes to eventually be able to marry but like we said she has grown this business so that she'd have a large dowry and she'd be able to marry whoever she wanted because mm-hmm. she wants to marry for love right she doesn't want to marry yeah. just nobody you right know? she wants to marry and somebody she, who appreciates her and she is at the point like I, we do get the, these internal thoughts that um, she's 26, even though she looks younger. She looks very young. And she also dresses for the occasion. Like, if she's trying to, like, put housewives at ease, she'll make sure she dresses very matronly, you know, not to yeah. show. Because she's, like, large-breasted, has a sensual, like, a beauty mark by her lips. I mean, she's very beautiful and sensual. And so she tries to play that down. So to put everybody at ease, like, I'm not after your husband or whatever, you know, because I'm, I love you how know. she dresses for the occasion. She yes. sizes you up or she sizes she, up what, she what thinks, they're looking for. Yeah, what she thinks they're looking for. Yeah. And I love how she's wrong about yes. Thorne. Yes. And she's <laughs> decided that she's going to do 
one more job and be done. She's going to do one more job and be done because yes. she wants to. She wants to find a husband herself, and she, she wants, wants to children. find a biddable husband who would let her ma- manage, manage the, the money because she likes to manage stuff now. She yes. doesn't want. She doesn't want her finances <laughs> or her future to be in someone else's hands. Right? She's had enough of that. Right? She's thinking about <laughs> the Baron, the Dibblestick, or whatever his name is. He's like, if he was in charge of my money, we would have nothing. Yeah, basically, he's like so, you know, yeah, just not, like not, no, he needs somebody no. to lead him. You know, right? <laughs> she. Gets a note from her friend, Eleanor, who is the Duchess of VA, and she's like, well, our oldest son, which is her stepson, mm-hmm. um, he's ready to get married, and he's looking at this um, this lady, and her nickname is Lala. <laughs> Lala. Lala. Her name is Lady Leticia. Eloisa James is brilliant at these names. I know. Lala is It fits Lala. her personality yes. so well. So Lady Leticia, she's the sweetest. They liken mm-hmm. her to a fluffy duckling a lot. And <laughs> she's so adorable. And Thorne just kind of met her in like Kensington Gardens. And she was like helping a boy mm-hmm. sail like a little toy boat or whatever. And he was just like perfect wife material. There, <laughs> like, there you go. Wife great. material. She's I, I like her. And um, I love how mother. I love how Adelaide, um, India's godmother, she's like Eleanor's not excited about the match because she didn't say anything about how she's excited about the match. So I don't know if <laughs> so this is going to go over well. It's like she didn't say anything at all. I'm like, that's why. Yeah, that's how I know she's not. <laughs> but Thorne has bought this this um, estate, which is called Starberry Court, and mm. um, it used to belong to this very lecherous Earl who was known for his orgies. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, for his orgies, and he like bought it sight unseen. He's just like, sure. He state. hasn't even been. No. He hasn't even been there. No. Yeah. No. So I, she decides to go. She's going to have to go and visit him and meet him and, and basically, you know, kind of go over, okay, this is what I'm going to need from you. Exactly. So she's kind of mentally planning it. Right. In her head. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she dresses. How, so how does she dress like she, to go meet Thorne? She kind of, she thinks that since he's a bastard, he won't want like, Frills to be or... to be looked down upon. Yes. So she doesn't want to play up her aristocratic status. Right. So she kind of dresses a little dowdy. A little bit a little bit a little dowdy and humble. And yes. Stuff. And actually <laughs> Thorne mistakes um Lady Adelaide for Lady the famous Lady X. <laughs> yes, la- like Lady this, Zenobia. I thought I thought you were her companion or something. <laughs> like you're looking a little looking a little front there. So they have like a little interview in like London and stuff, and um she thinks that he's arrogant. Mm-hmm. And so, even though he's good looking, oh, she thinks he's a present. Yeah. She's like, oh my god, and he's larger than any other man that I've ever seen. Like his shoulders, she are so actually wide. hates the way her body's sort of reacting to his like masculinity. You know, um, he just has that presence, man. It's yeah. just affecting her. Yeah, and so they both rub each other the wrong way, and. He is actually attracted to her confidence and backbone, mm-hmm. and he's getting an erection behind his desk. <laughs> and that. he's like, well, oh she God. must be like, like, you know, sheltered, and she has never been married. She probably won't notice or yes. whatever. But her parting shot when she's leaving, and she's like, I know a tailor that could help you, like, hide that. Like, that's like with your shortfalls. You. Yeah. He can help you with your shortfall. Basically saying, um, for your small penis yeah. problem you've got exactly. there or whatever. And what's funny is, when, as soon as she laughs, he's like, wait a second. Did she just make a di- dig at my dick? And yes. like, yes, she did. And, he, and it makes him even he harder. Laughs. He bursts out laughing. He's so turned on. He's like, what just happened? Like, who is this woman? Yeah. Yeah. Then we go to Thorne's house and a child appears. So his mm. butler is very uppity and like there's a child yeah. that has appeared in your in your kitchen, basically. And he goes down there, knows that it can't be his child. He's very meticulous about right. using French letters because he doesn't want to be spreading around bastards like his father did, you know, right. because he 
grew up in a way that, you know, his mother kind of abandoned him eventually, and he was a mudlark, which Mm -hmm. meant that there was this man who was basically employing children to go dive into the Thames and get, you know, trinkets that were lost, but it's very dangerous. You could drown. You could be cut and get infected. That whole whole aspect of the story, first of all, I found it fascinating, and I was like, Eloisa James must be so well read to know about that, that she had to know that mudlarks existed. You know what I mean? Had to have, and I was just like, this is so fascinating, this plot line that that was where, cause we have all these like references. And of course it comes back later in the book, but I just thought it was great. Right. And so this little girl, he very young, like he thinks that she looks like about four years old is the daughter of Will, which was mm. somebody who was a mudlark his best with friend. Him, his best one friend. of his best friends. <clears throat> and the note is addressed to Juby, which is, which was Thorne's like little street urchin name, street Juby. Name. And, um, it says that her mother is dead and he's died. He's also died. Mm-hmm. And she has an aunt in America who could come for her. But I love that the moment that he starts talking to, to Rose, he finds out that her name is Rose. Mm-hmm. He's really good with children because he was the oldest of all of his, um, his little brood, his siblings. And he's used to taking care of them, even though he's such a big and intimidating presence. And at first, Rose does not want to talk to him at all. He, but like, he coaxes rocks it out his, of her. Rocks her coaxes her and she is like she's such an old soul like yeah. the things that come out of this child's Yo, mouth i love rose so much she's i cannot adorable. even tell you every single scene she was in i was like i love this child i love her so much like yeah it was she was so adult another thing we should mention too that one of the reasons he's so adamant about finding a woman who's a good mother is that his mother was like an opera singer and um as soon as she had him she dumped him on the doorstep of uh, duke of is it billier de billier va on the doorstep of duke of va and so you know, he does have some abandonment issues about that. And so he's like, and that's what gets him thinking. Like, he's like, well, let me see if I can get this. And is like, screw that. I'm not going to dump her on someone else. He even thinks and about like giving her, giving um, her to his stepmother, Eleanor. Yeah. But then he also knows that there might be rumors that, oh, is this another bastard child of VA? But they've right. been married for like a decade now or so. And they kind of don't care. And, and so, and <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want to do that to his stepmother because his stepmother's right. lovely. and just doesn't want that gossip to go in. And, and he's he was like, you know Rose. what? No, I want to keep Rose. <laughs> I want to keep her. I like her. Yeah. And I don't want her to pass her off and make her feel like she's unwanted. I mm-hmm. want her. And I yes. love that. I, I love too. that I as a too. hero. And he's like, I know this is going to change my life, but oh well. I know. We'll make it work. You I know. know. He's thinking It'll be about, harder about like, convincing Leticia <laughs> to marry me. Exactly. Because we also know that Leticia's parents are total snobs. snobs. Total snobs. And like, Snobby. he's already having to work hard because he's, even though he's the son of a duke, He's a bastard son of a duke. And so, and the mom was like, you know, served on like the queen's lady in waiting or something like that. So she thinks she's hot shit. Yeah. And is blood just, and lineage is, is all she everything. cares about. That's all, all she that cares matters. About. She doesn't yeah. care about money, even though they, they desperately need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when India, they meet at Strawberry Court, this is their first viewing of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she sees Thorn and Rose because Thorn. <laughs> 
brings Rose with him and immediately yeah. is like, this is his love child. He's yes. taking after his father. And yeah. stuff. And she, she is like, so like, just like, oh my God, like this is, this will not do. He just doesn't know how to properly act. He can't just like parade his love child in front of Leticia. And then he says something in front of her and she, he's like, I mean, she's like. She basically says like, you, your child, you shouldn't have brought your child yeah. here. And he was like, she's not my child. And Rose even pipes up, he's not my he's papa. He's not my papa. Yeah. I know. And and, and so then she, India feels bad. She feels bad and she feels like now she has to for sure accept this. <laughs> accept this because she's offended him so badly, okay? Yeah. And I so- love that when we step into the foyer, we get this like, <laughs> y'all. Thorne claps his hand bacchanalian. over. <laughs> so Rose walks in with him and he immediately like whisks her right back out. Yeah. Because there are some statues of people some having. giant like fornicating yeah. satyr and a beautiful maiden. And Buxom. I love, look, I love that India is actually studying it and thinking, my God, the emotion. This looks like lovely. You know, she's like studying the artwork of Lady, it. Lady Adelaide too. She's like, oh, I think this is a whatever by this <laughs> artist or whatever. Or whatever. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> So I love it. It doesn't really phase him that much. And she's like, well, we need to get rid of these. We'll and have to remove these. There's from the house. so much work to be done. India's like, oh my goodness, this is almost impossible, but I guess I can do it. I'd be lucky weeks. if I can do it in a month. Yeah. She's you know. like, I'll give you three weeks and then I'll stay one more week to make sure that Lady Leticia and her mother are satisfied and get you married off because mm-hmm. Rose serves a mother. So. She also is planning on renovating the dower house because she suggests to Thorne, like, you can't have this child because right. even if she's not your child, um, there's going to be speculation. Lady They're Rainsford gonna be, is mm-hmm. going to think the same thing that I thought. So yeah. you need to keep her somewhere. Let's put her in the dower house. I'll renovate that. Yeah. And I love that he doesn't even keep it from Lala, like at one of their little out, outings to Kensington Gardens or yeah, whatever. He tells, he tells her, and she's like, I understand. Like, my mother's a lot. Like, I understand why you would want to just kind of listen Leticia is actually really sweet she is she's the sweetest and I love that I love that the other woman technically is not like a just like a snooty whatever she's adorable and she has the most horrible mother yeah we we keep reading these books with these heinous mothers and I keep thinking okay that one's the worst one then then I read this one I'm like this bitch better stop this bitch (laughs) she is she puts Lala down so much she tells Lala stupid stupid because Lala can't read. Um, we later find out. Yeah, she's got some form of she, dyslexia. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so horrible. She even like disparages like her curvy hips and stuff, telling her not to eat. Like she's just so bad. And like Thorne knows that she needs rescuing. That's also another right. kind of like, it's kind of like a good deed. Like she's so sweet. She doesn't deserve this mother. I should rescue her and marry her, you know, <laughs> type of thing. So I love how Thorne kind of checks up on um, India's progress. And I love how he shows up one day and he's like, you look terrible. You look like you haven't slept. And she's like, well, technically, I don't think I have slept. Because she actually <laughs> works with the people, too. Yeah. She's like hands on. She will help like the guy who is doing the stucco in the dining room. Oh, they yeah. have to paint it before Oh, my God, y'all. This is one of my favorite scenes. So first of all, we also have this fun little pen pal thing they've got going on mm-hmm. between each other. The letters, y'all. The letters, the letters are delightful. The letters are beautiful. They're perfect. so much banter because she's like keeping him updated, but they're also like, like I purchased this very expensive object. <laughs> I know he's like return it. We don't need like, a blue vase like, from. She's like now it's sitting perfectly. Like she ignores him. She's yeah, like she ignores, we're keeping it. It's it's beautiful and it looks absolutely stunning. You know, as part of this room, whatever. So uh, they're having this really funny like camaraderie building between the letters. But when he comes to check up on the house, she's like, well, how'd you get this done? She's like, well, I helped him. Like, 
How old is this Italian guy? This you stucco are you guy with him? It's like, well, I I don't think he's quite thirty. He's in love with you. It's like you are on your knees. She's like with Tell this guy. Tell me you are on your knees. And she goes, I wasn't on my knees. And he goes, India. Were you on all fours in front of this man? Like, it, it, he's dying. He's dying just imagining it, like, getting hard. He already feels a little possessive. But I love these moments because, yes, we get. he's very possessive, very protective. He's like, yeah. you can't be here without a footman protecting you. Like, like I'm going to send thinking? I'm gonna send a footman to shadow you, basically, right. and make sure that you're, nothing improper is happening. No, India thinks it's hilarious. You need to protect your, rep- your, your reputation. <laughs> So he also insists, like, I'm going to bring you back to the inn. He's rented out the the nearby inn, the whole yeah. thing. And she looks so tired. He actually like, forces her <gasps> to lay down on his chest. And she falls asleep. And, yes. like, he takes out her hairpins and stuff. And then, like. Yeah, she wakes up in his bed. In his bed in the inn. In the inn. <laughs> and they're just laying down together. And she yeah. just, like, I love how it really doesn't phase her that much. She's just yeah. kind of like, hi. You know, at least she's like, "Hello." Yes, you know? exactly. Like- <laughs> and I love how Thorne actually starts kind of opening up and like mm-hmm. telling her about his up, up his upbringing and why he wants the wife that he wants. Why he wants Lala, you know. Yeah. And so she is absolutely appalled at his upbringing about what he suffered through as a child. Like no, no child should. They're suffer also drinking that. quite a bit of wine at dinner. Yeah. And she does admit she's like Leticia would be the perfect wife, mm-hmm. and she says she will make everything sweet again. Yeah. And I love how Thorne starts kind of kissing India, and at first there yes. was like a chase kiss. She. You know? Oh yeah, because she was saying. They kind of got into a conversation about, he's like, have you ever been kissed? She's like, of course I've been kissed. You know, and they kind of go back and forth. And then then he tells her she's a terrible kisser. And then she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry, and starts to go. And then he pulls her in for a real kiss. Real kisses this time. And that was good, y'all, the kissing scenes. I love it. Okay, we also have to mention that Rose just is amazing. I love her. (laughs) Wrapping Thorn around her finger. She doesn't like the governess. And there was a moment where she kind of disappears and they could not find her. Mm -hmm. And Thorne freaks out. They finally, hours later, find her, and she was, like, hiding under his desk in his office, and he was, like, screaming. And, like, then she starts crying, saying, my dad never yelled or whatever. And then he, like, ends up by rocking her, and he was just like, I was just so worried because yeah. the thought of you lost in London, it, like, I... I gutted I, me. It gutted me. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God, I just love him being a dad. I know. I'm sorry. I just Y'all, fucking love him. He was just like, he was just like, we'll get you a new governess. I promise. Whatever I, Whatever you want. Like. Whatever you want. so good. I just I love it. I just fucking love it's it. Okay? beautiful. India can't help herself, but she has to keep the letters that her and Thorne are yes, writing to each other. Yes, except for one. One. Whenever except she, one. whenever he mentions that he met up with Leticia that day, yeah, they went and on a walk. He's together. so happy that he can't argue with her. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm so happy and look, looking forward to this marriage. And y'all, that letter, and she burns it. Me. She burns it. She burns, she burns it. it. I'm like, yes, India, burn that shit. So, like, she's not admitting to herself that she has any feelings to Thorne, but this yeah. is just an out. We know as an audience. Yes. We know that she's falling for him, that their yeah. banter has built up some trust, and, and just, and it's beautiful. It's right. Beautiful. And we, they've also had a conversation, because every time they have dinner, they start to kiss again. <laughs> but, like, they've like had a now conversation. That, now that that, that dam has yeah. broken, it because, happens all the time. Yeah, because he's not engaged to Lala. She's not engaged to anyone. He's like, as soon as I'm betrothed, then this ends, you know? And they kind of both kind of stated that. Like, of course, she's like, I would never kiss you if you were actually betrothed Betrothed, because that would be a betrayal you know right and he agrees like he doesn't want to betray because she even point blank asks him like do you plan on being unfaithful to Leticia and he's like no he's like no I don't plan on being unfaithful he's like I I would not right exactly I wouldn't do that to her and okay so there's this moment where the house is almost done it's coming together 
And India actually like bought books in bulk from like this other estate. Oh, I love. She's this going scene. through them, and then she <laughs> finds this raunchy book with these depictions of like this man yeah, with the abnormally large. It's penis. basically illustrated erotica, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Feather, Feather Mr. Feathers, Featherly? Feathers or something. something. <laughs> and Thor walks funny. in and he saw a little bit of it and he starts she teasing kind of snaps her it about shot. it. Yeah. yeah. Starts teasing her about it and saying like, look, that, that's not reality if you're worried about it or whatever. And she's like, I'm not worried about it. He's like, well, it I don't, whatever. he's like, well, I don't want you to get to your wedding night and be disappointed. They don't, don't, he doesn't look like Featherly. Like Feathers. You know, like with that big old penis. And you know? so I love, okay, so simultaneously Thorne like gives her kisses and stuff and then suggests hey you know what i have a friend vander he's actually um a duke and you two might suit and he's going to be yeah. coming to the house party that i'm going to be having so it's like but you have to learn how to dress like you yeah. can't dress like this like old maid you dress around me yeah you, you have know? to impress him because he's like a duke and stuff so in one moment he's you know kissing her he can't help but touch yes. her and stuff in the next moment you know he's basically telling her like i'm marrying lala and here's an alternate for you right so you know very mixed signals from thorn at this yes, point yeah they even at one point um fool around on a hammock as so well. that's what i wanted to talk about the hammock scene upset me i got so upset because because this is where she's they are and india has decided she i mean she's a grown woman she is like you know she's not lost her virginity or given it to anyone she's like i want it to be him i want to feel what it feels like with him you know even if you know i'm obviously not going to be a virgin on my wedding night whatever and so she asks him and he's like you know be sure you're asking this because you know i'm not gonna marry you and that broke my fucking heart i'm like why can't he see that she's better by now why can't he see it why can't he see it jessen because I, I don't agree with this at all because oh. he's just a stubborn asshole honestly at this point but <laughs> well, that's just it. I'm just he like, he feels like almost honor bound to Leticia at this point. Yeah. And that's also true. he does not like not being in control. And he thinks that like all of his feelings of uh, are yeah. childish and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like his, the lust for her is like, Oh, I'm a young boy again. And I don't have control of my emotions anymore. And right. like, it's time to grow up basically. Like he wants, he wants he to be want respectable. Wa- he wants mm-hmm. a respectable wife that is just like, so he doesn't want a wife that's going to make him lose his mind. He, he specifically you know? says he doesn't want a wife that he constantly argues with and all of their conversations are technically arguments. They are. Yeah. So that's why he puts her off for yeah. so long. Now he they do go to the gatehouse and they have a lovely night together. And but he she does lies also, and says that she's yeah. not a virgin. Yes. Yeah, and he, he Because oh, she, she knows that he would not bet her. Exactly. She so she does kind of trick him too. So mm-hmm. it's not like all on him or anything because he wouldn't have if he'd known she was a virgin. Um and apparently he doesn't notice, but he does say he promised to use a French letter yeah like i will not get you with child i will not do that i I wouldn't do that to you you know and then we have the house party so all the people so now everybody's here vander's very intrigued lala (laughs) wants to throw herself from the carriage y'all because we do three days with her mother in the carriage we should mention we have her point of view a couple of times and this moment where she comes in and literally wants to run from the room she's so terrified of the duke and so she's intimidated um, whenever she met thorn before it wasn't so bad but like when she gets there the duke and the duchess are there and And lady zenobia Zenobia is in a beautiful gown yeah Mm -hmm. so there's like there's a moment where she's just like oh my god they're gonna think what am i gonna talk to these people 
people about, they're going to think I'm so dumb and stupid. Like, cause her mom just puts her down like that all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, there's this moment where I almost want to cry for her. She just like, I just couldn't stop curtsying basically. Oh, like she, was, she just felt so out of her element. She was just like, I can't believe that this is, I, I'm going to be married to him She's and so I'm going to have to interact. She's so freaking stressed. Yeah. And then that was with her mother in the carriage talking about a freaking heart palpitations complaining that her doctor wouldn't um, travel with them to this house party because she sees uh, um, Lady Rainsford sees her doctor every single day. She is an attention seeker, okay? And I love how when they get out of the carriage and they're introduced to the butler, which so happens to be one of the footmen that used to work at the Duke of VA's um, house in India remembered that he wanted to be a butler. And so she, and I love how Thorne was like, you stole him from my father's house. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> I sure did. And I love how Fleming is like, oh, don't worry. We have a local doctor and I'll make sure that he attends you every single day. Like fawns over Lady Rainsford and that's exactly what she needs and she's like put at ease and stuff and so we know that the doctor is going to be coming and attend to Lady Rainsford. Right and I just I love how she immediately is just like drawn to this to this man who's much more mild much more simple and I'm just like oh my god we we know she has to fall for him. (laughs) Dr. Hatfield like basically tells her mother that she has to rest by herself basically not have any visitors for, for, for like the whole days. time at least yeah exactly maybe the whole week oh and there's this moment that broke my heart too because the mother's a fucking bitch and he the doctor had suggested like oh well you know lady leticia can like read to you read for to like you. an hour mm-hmm. and she like laughs and she's like leticia can't read in front of like oh, adelaide in front of eleanor and leticia is just like She's mortified, okay? Uh, This is just so hurtful. It kills me. they all go downstairs except for Lady Rainsford, but the doctor stays back to talk to Leticia Mm -hmm. and just like, it's like, what happens to you when When you try to read? read. Makes her feel so much better, says you're not stupid. You're not stupid at all. Well, he's a very intelligent doctor. He's actually studied um, even in London and done, and so it's obvious that he's read articles about basically dyslexia, you know, dyslexia, dysgraphia, and he knows that's what she's experiencing you know and so and i love how like with the moment she claps eyes on him she was just like this is the type of man i always imagine myself with like he's not too manly he's not too overt about his like presence and stuff he has a genial smile he puts me at ease you know and he's just like really lovely and thorn even like comes up to them and basically says like you know can't we're gonna talk in this room or whatever and the doctor sees that Leticia just, really doesn't want to. He even asks, are y'all coupled together? Because, yeah. oh, they're supposed to partner together for whist. That's Whist's, what it that's was. That's what it is. And Dr. Hatfield suggests, well, if you want, you can come with me on rounds in the village. That's where I visit my patients and stuff. And Leticia's like, yes, take mm-hmm. me with you. So yeah. this is the start of Leticia going off with the doctor for rounds. And I love how whenever she comes back later, she India notices how much more animated she is. She's like, all of a sudden, Lala looks like a different person. She's talking about stuff that she was looking with with the doctor, like mm-hmm. seeing patients and stuff. And I've never seen her like that. You know, she's not the same timid girl that she was. So I honestly really love that she was coming out of her shell. I did too. After being with the doctor. And, and even like India is like her – defendant you know her champion she's like you know lala is not dumb she even tells 
um, him later, Thorn later. You know, she's not dumb at all. She's actually, you know, very Incredibly vibrant. intelligent. Yeah. Like she, we could see her mm-hmm. conversation and stuff. It also kind of breaks her heart, though, too, because she's like, she can see Thorn dancing attendance on Leticia, especially whenever Leticia actually has stuff to contribute to the conversation. She's mm-hmm. a little bit jealous and she hates herself for being jealous because she's like, Leticia deserves this, deserves right. to be rescued. Right. And stuff. I really love that. I did too. I thought that was a good conflict. And in India also recognized recognizes she's like you know thorn he needs thing he needs someone who's going to make his life sweet and easy and and we are not that we're combative you know i'm not sweet she always says that about herself you know and so i I love that she even though she can't help but have these feelings for thorn she recognizes that you know she doesn't want to ruin this for him either and so she kind of forces herself she's like okay i need to pay attention to Brody, I need to, Lord Brody, I need to pay attention to Vander. And so she starts like wearing her new wardrobe and mm-hmm. stuff and her beautiful gowns. And she's like, I need to pay attention to him and stop thinking about Thorn and what I can't actually have. Right. And, um, so I love how she comes <laughs> down to dinner and even the Duke of VA is like, I'm going to take the opportunity since I'm happily married to be like, you look yeah. delectable. Like, I love how the, she decides to wear this one dress and the maid's like, yes, finally, finally that one. Wear this dress. That one. I'm like she have been wanting to put her into the beautiful gown, you know? And so, of course, Vander approaches her and just like, you take my breath away. Yeah. We need to, like, come walk with me around the room. So I love how they're, like, walking around. They've been talking animatedly about the all kinds of time. stuff. Then all of a sudden, Thorn shows up, like, in he's front like, of them. And he's, literally like, blocks their way. Um, I, I didn't know this was the promenade yeah. time day. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It's so funny. So India kind of excuses. He is so so mad. mad That they're getting along, even though he suggested this. I know. I knew this was going to happen, and I was so loved it. I love when India like excuses herself at that time. Adelaide like pulls her off to the side. She's like, "Both of those men are in love with you." She's like, "No, they are not." Adelaide. She's like, "Look at them turn around," and they're They're like like, arguing. arguing. (laughs) Both pissed. Love it. And I also love how whenever she accidentally calls um, Thorn by his given name, Thorn, um, in front of Vander, Vander like does a double take because that's like not done, you know? Yeah. And she, she's like, oh, Lord Brody, you're going to have to excuse me because um, Thorn and I, we're like siblings because I'm so close to his mother. Yes, so like, you have to cover her for that and really quickly. Like- and he's like, well, in that case, you can call me you Vander. Call me Vander. You can call me Vander. Mm. So it's Thorn's so- just like, <laughs> like he is totally butthurt okay so i'd love how like thorn disappears and in any size she's like she had promised rose that she would go see her she wants to check on her in the house and as she's leaving vander she's like where are you going it's like well i'm going it's like oh you're going to see rose i know all about her and of course thorn told her it's like well i will come with you i'll escort you you know and so um so he does. And so they're like, you know, getting there together. Thorn steps out and then, of course, sees Vander put his hands on her to help her down. Of course, he does yeah. not like that at Doesn't like all. anything. I even like the moment like earlier whenever they were having dinner. She was going to sit like side by side with Vander mm-hmm. and Thorn literally plucks her from Says, her seat. You're by me. And comes put her by by Thorn instead. <laughs> and so that she's across from Vander. You're not in the like, etiquette. This you can't, jealousy is just to, like, shining through, and we have a moment where Thorne's like, I looked up and I saw my father watching me, and I was like, oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> the Duke knows what's going on. I love it, and like, Thorne, he 
feels bad because he finds Lala a little bit boring. Yeah. Knows that she's the sweetest well, and ever. Well, she won't talk to him at yeah. all. Like, she can't even... And God bless her. She can't say a word because she's terrified of him. Like, this is not the man for her. Exactly. You know? And he's just like, I can't help but feel possessive over India when she's with Vander because mm-hmm. he's like, I recognize the fire in his eyes. I recognize it whenever yeah. we were used to He wants stuff. you. And when he wants something, that's what, he, that's what you see, his fire in his eyes and stuff like that. And he kind of justifies it. He's like, this must be just competitiveness because we always kind yeah. of competitive by yeah. nature. So, you know, but he also shatters a glass when he thinks about if they would marry their wedding night. Like he's oh, thinking about them being yes. together and he literally like throws the glass or against the fireplace. not like that. He's like, oh no. And then all of a sudden India like walks in and he like has to grab her and kiss her immediately. And he's just like, what the fuck is that? Like this. I know. This She's is, like, what's going this is on? A, this is a lot. I know. And he says, he actually says, he says competition. So he tells her this. That which I was like, you fucking you're dummy. Asshole. I mean, what an idiot. So now he she's like, oh, I'm, the, I'm, yeah. I'm the bone that you two are gnawing over yes. each other for. Like, no, thank you. You know, I'm yeah. not a possession. So she gets pissed. She does get pissed. So. But like, also, she's like, she feels a little bit selfish. She's just like, well, he's not betrothed yet. I'm not betrothed yet. Do I want to give this up now? So it's like, she's mad about it because it just reinforces that he wants somebody else. Yeah. But she also doesn't want to give up Thorn quite yet. And... Thorne even says, like, you have to tell me the moment that Vander proposes. She's like, he hasn't even talked about it yet. And he was like, he probably will. He but, will. Like, He's like, he I will. You I know? can't do that to my friend, you know. Because he can he, never he pro- know. He can never know that we slept together because I would lose my best friend. And he also is like, and I'd lose you. And that would hurt, you know. Yeah. So he's just been fighting his feelings. He feels like. Because now he's starting to imagine. Inward. Yeah, he's thinking about going to visit, like. <laughs> Vander in in India once they're married like how would that even how could he even handle that that yeah. kind of thing yeah and then we have a moment where Lala's you know with her mother and her mother mentions that her maid has been spying around oh you know? yes and she even like suggests she's like I know that Lady Zenobia has to be sleeping with she's Thorne sleep- like sleeping with Thorne. make sure that you talk to him and yeah. stuff like that and I wouldn't be surprised if she's sleeping with Lord Brody too she's probably and, and maybe together yeah, all three of all them all three of them together yep. and she's just having her fun but she really has has her eye on the duke she wants to be a future duchess and lala's just like she's the sweetest she's encouraged my match and she's just like mother like go away and like she's feeling so overwhelmed with like her mother's just like cattiness just, yeah and she, she just like runs she runs away to the village one of i love this scene okay <laughs> i do too she gets to the the doctor's house and his waiting room and stuff and he's not even there and like she he has a little secretary and, and it's a sunday like, and it's like yeah. overloaded with like patients he's waiting. out delivering a baby and like there's too many patients and she's like Miss, you have to come back. Like, you can't wait in the waiting room with them. And she's like, you know what? Bring some tea. Let's see if we can take care of this boy who's mm-hmm. a scraped knee and stuff like that. And then we get to Dr. Hatfield's point of view briefly. He's returning and he's exhausted because it's just been a long day and he knows he's going to get home and everything's <laughs> going to be chaos and there's going to be more patients. He walks in. Everything's organized. People Everyone's happy. The, and yeah. she's there and he's she's smiling at him. And what, what does he do? He goes and kisses her in front of everybody. I love it. It was so good. It was so cute. I loved it. Oh, God. Because she was like, I have a supper waiting for you. Like, I mean, she's so taking care of him. And then he kisses her. It was so good. It was fucking adorable. Lala born to be a doctor's wife. Yes. I freaking love her. (laughs) Lady Rainsford is up and about during luncheon. 
and she's being horrible and she's also talking about like her horrible birthing experience like nobody wants to yeah listen nobody to that. wants to hear that shit india's tired of listening to all the lecturing and stuff like that and doesn't like that she like disparages lala whenever she's not even mm-hmm. coming to- she's like i don't blame lala because we haven't seen her all day for luncheon and stuff she has a headache or whatever so that night at dinner every it's so funny because everybody's in a somber mood except for lala lala is smiling down at her plate and yeah. India notices she's got a love bite on her neck, and Thorn was missing all day. She's like, "Oh, he's proposed, so it's he's over now." He's probably been and all he's been, afternoon with her. He's been seducing her and sleeping with her all day, and so and she notices just, Thorn making eyes at her across the table, and she's like, "That that she that turns will not do. she turns her shoulder away so he cannot even look at her, him. and to just." lavish all of her attention on Vander. She's like, it's done. He's with India now. Now I'm going to focus on my future and my hus- my future husband, which could very well be Vander. You know, that's what she's thinking. And so as dinner, as everybody's leaving, like, you know, the men are going off to their room, the the women are going to the drawing room. And India's like checking the, the spoons and stuff. Yeah, you know, it, I like- forgot the Percy, what's the guy's, I like the um butler, the butler she got. He's a really Fleming. nice guy. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it started with a P. Anyway, Fleming. And and so she's kind of like handling it. And then he walks up and um starts just basically dismisses Fleming and backs her into this curtain. He like herds her into like yes. the butler's pantry. And just is all she's over like, her. Doing? And she's like, what are you doing? Because I know you're with India. I know you proposed. He said, I've not proposed. He's like, and so she's and I confused. Love how, I love how he's like, you stopped looking at me. That's what bothered him so yes. much. She stopped looking at him and he's like, Why? He lost y'all. He loses his mind. He does ask permission right before he enters her, but he, they do have sex without the condom, essentially. And that's one of the first thing that she says, like after they're done. She's like, "Thorn, oh my gosh, like yeah, you didn't, you didn't use a sheath." And he's like, "Oh, oh my, my god." god. And yeah. he's just so floored because he's like, I've never been that out of control. He's never. I, he's I've never, never lost forgotten it like that. before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, so, so yeah. And then he's, he's shocked. And then, he, but he says, like, India wants to make sure that she he that he knows that she's not going to force a marriage or anything. Mm-hmm. And she feels terrible now. She feels like she's like, I let him take me in a place where anybody could walk through they yeah. could have seen and like she Almost he's like courting another woman and like you know, i'm like this common slut in the she closet feels so shame yeah so yeah. much shame going on and she just exits and thorn tells fleming the butler go get a special license here's the money and go tell the archbishop so we need it va his dad witnesses this and is like should I speculate on who's the lucky lady? And Thorne's like, I think you know. And he's like, I think I have a pretty good idea and stuff like and that. And he's like, proud of you, son. Like, he's yeah, really happy. Yeah, because he's like, oh my goodness, my stoic, <laughs> staid son who never does anything, like puts a toe out of line, all of a sudden is doing something impulsive. I'm kind of proud, <laughs> you know? And, 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 I, and they really like India. Like, it's very well known that they She's already kind her. of a part of the family, right, you know? Right. She's very good friends with Eleanor, but... Um, I love how now he's allowing himself to imagine being married to India mm-hmm. and going to bed with India every night and waking up to her every morning. Oh, God. And he just loves it. So he's like, okay, I need to go tell her how I feel, goes to her room. <sighs> no, I need to go tell her that we're getting married yeah, we're, in the I'm, morning. I'm going to announce gonna tell her. we're getting yes, married. So yes. she's like reading and she's like, um, I don't like how you just entered in my room. Yeah, you're no longer welcome in my room without permission. And he goes, a husband doesn't need to ask for an invitation to his wife's room. And she's like, oh, excuse me, we're <laughs> like, not married. Like, I am like, not what? your wife. 
And he's like, so he brings up the child. Well, you could be carrying my child. And to India, this is just like, that's not a good reason to get married. I don't want, I don't want somebody to marry me right. because I could be potentially she carrying She always wanted a love match. Yes. That's what she always wanted. So it's wanted. breaking her heart because she's like, he feels like he's on around to marry me. And it's not because he loves me or he right. wants me. He did still he feels marry obligated. to Leticia if it wasn't for exactly. this accident. Exactly. And he doesn't say anything to the contrary. Like no. he, do- he doesn't like basically explain like, no, I need you. I want you it's just like oh well this is for the baby you know exactly um and she like she even like it's so bad she's so down on herself liking to likening herself to like a whore i know and And she she tells thorn she's like you deserve someone better and i deserve someone who loves me and isn't forcing being forced to marry me but like he will not budge, will not leave. So she decides. She's like, well, you know what? Well, even if I am pregnant, even if I am pregnant, you know what I'll do? She tells I'll lie. give you the baby. Yes. And you can just take care of the baby. So and she knows the story. That's exactly what his mother did. Him. And it's enough, it jars him so badly. He's like, you would do that? He's like, you're lying. She's like, no, I would totally do that. He doesn't even... He doesn't even know, realize she is lying. You know, it's like something he should know about her at this point. Mm-hmm. But his own fears it's so are at the forefront. jarring to him yeah. that she would say that, that he storms out. Okay? Right. But we do, in his point of view, he's struggling. He's justifying. He's just like, that doesn't make sense. What I know about her childhood and her upbringing. Right. She would not do How that. she was so sad when she thought that her parents abandoned her because mm-hmm. they just, the way that they died was that one day they just left and they would kind of like disappear sometimes they'd always tell her where they were going well this mm-hmm. one time they never told her and, and they then, took the family jewels with yeah them. they took the family jewels and she was like i think maybe i think they, they were, were abandoning me. me and going to the bahamas like yeah and thorn just knows that like that she would never do that to a child so she's like she has to be lying you know yeah so he finally yeah. does catch up it just takes him a while you know <laughs> so and he's like i bungled that proposal because she did mention i didn't even ask her yeah. which is true he's going to propose to her and he hears Ray's voices outside. So we go see what's the commotion outside. And he all of a sudden he sees Rose. And he's she's and hiding like she's hiding behind mm-hmm. India's skirts. And Lady Rainsford's out there yelling and yelling, all that. making a scene. Basically saying, like, I knew that this bastard was no good. Look, this is his bastard daughter. Like saying mm-hmm. horrible, horrible things about Thorne. India is so fed up about listening to this woman's vitriol that she decides to pipe up and claim, you're wrong, Rose is mine. She's my daughter. And then she's like, why did I even say that? I'm so impulsive. What is going on? Okay. And then Lady Rainsford starts talking about Lady Zenobia being like, oh, I knew it, you light skirt. Like she just, this woman has no filter and she is digging her grave right now. And and he doesn't say anything. Like Thorne doesn't say anything. He's furious. He's furious. And And he's he's holding himself back from like killing her. And then all of a sudden Vander pipes up and he's like, "Uh, you better be careful because this is my future wife. Did he say they're already wife. married? Yeah, he says wife. We've been secretly married and this is our child and you will not say anything. And then, of course, um, the Duke of VA is like, okay, VA. I've had enough. Yeah. Lady, I will fucking ruin you. You are not welcome in society anymore. You say anything. And if you keep piping up like this, I love how Eleanor even steps up. Eleanor is like, I will tell my husband to ruin you financially. And like, it's You're just no amazing. Welcome house. Pack your shit and go. Amazing. Okay. And she's like, I'm going to go find my daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so, not going to find him. You're no. not going to find her. Well, so this is the conundrum. Once Lady Rainsford is out of the picture, 
Rose has been witness to all of this, the poor mm-hmm. child, and she's so angry and she's like, why are you giving me away? She's saying I'm her daughter. I'm not. And I don't even know these people. Why would you just give me oh, away? Poor Rose. And so Thorne knows that he has, first and foremost, has to comfort Rose. That yeah. he wants to go to Lady India, that he wants to talk to her and stuff like that, but he has to comfort yeah, Rose. Yeah, Rose first. is so upset and she's beside herself. So and he just so- like, scoops her up and takes her to the dower house and rocks her and tells her, you know. And she won't let him leave. She's, she's, we can obviously tell that Rose has upset. a, a, paternal attachment to him yeah and you know? he, he even tells her like you know i would never give you away you don't yeah. have to worry about that that lady was just crazy and stuff like that and um she was just telling lies and your father i rescued your father one time and he said that he owed me and one day he was going to give me his most valued possession and that's you he gave me <laughs> you and so anyway he she like wants him to tell a bedtime story and stuff so it's like a couple hours before yeah. he actually goes back yeah. to the house um and when he goes to the house he actually gets in a fight with Vander because Vander's like, you slept with her, didnn't you? Oh, and yeah. Oh, I he, love he this fight. He confesses. He Yo. confesses that he actually, like, he took her and he didn't use a sheath that she could be pregnant and stuff. And Vander's just like, you're the vilest you creature the ever. You treated her like a whore. She's a lady. And um, I'm going to marry her and I'm going to make her fucking happy. You fucking lost. Oh, God. This was such a good scene. It, and, and Thorne knows he has been an asshole and can't really say you anything. You can't say anything. They beat the shit out of each other. They beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and Thorne's just like. I, this kind of like broke my heart too. I'm thinking he's an asshole, but also it's breaking my heart. Same, same. Thorne's like, okay, well, I'm still going to propose to her one more time because I can't live with myself if I don't try to have her in my yeah. life. I love that before but he walked. she would never pick me over Vander. Yeah. And he also, I like when Vander, when he got up, he said, I still want you to be my friend, but I will leave that up to you. But she's mine and like leaves. And so we have this just devastating moment where he realizes like – yeah, she's not going to want me, you know? And so when he finally kind of gets himself together, he goes and rests and stuff. And he's like, you know, I need to go find her. And so when he goes downstairs, his dad's just kind of hanging about. Yeah, he's him. like almost at the bottom of the stairwell, just waiting for him to come. He's like, um, they've taken the special license. And if you go to this church um, tomorrow morning, you can intercept them before. If you hurry, if you leave if you now. Hurry, if you leave now and hurry. So he's like he, so mad. Please. He's like, he's like Vander, I'm going to kill him. Oh, he yeah. goes to this inn and he's he's, he checks ba- he's all describing the inns in the them. town. He's yes. describing them and he's like, have you seen this couple? Nobody's seen the couple. And he's like, well, I'll just sleep here. I'll wake up really early and I'll get to the church before they get married and I'll stop the wedding, okay? <laughs> I kind of realized what was going on and then too, Me too. So and then awesome. we flash to Vander lying down in, by India. In, in, in a India's bed. Kind of crying and stuff, but she knows mm-hmm. that Vander's such a nice person and stuff like that, and she could love him. And it's yeah, just like it's so very heartbreaking, sweet. very sweet, very sweet. And it's just like, oh my god! So the next morning, <laughs> Thorn goes up really early and sitting outside the chapel, just waiting for. The and it's raining, and he's just like sitting Miserable. there. <laughs> nobody's even awake at this time. It's like there's nobody's coming to the church. He's like, what's going on? And then he hears a couple of locals because they have that custom where the bride and groom throw coins as they exit the church or whatever. And a couple of them had coins. And he's like, wait, was there 
where's the bride and groom? It's like, oh, you may have you may have missed them, but they're coming out the church now. So he runs around and he's resigned. <laughs> he's like, it's happened. I've lost he's her. Devastated. He is devastated, devastated, waiting at the bottom of the steps. But who should step out? But Lala and the doctor. And I love how the doctor's just like, you can't have her. You can't have her back. We are she married. Is, she is mine. She's the most precious thing ever. I like, and I will not let you take her away from me. I love how he's like, you know, you can sue me, but you'll get nothing. She is mine. And yeah, I like, own nothing. She is the most valuable thing that I have. It's so romantic. And like Lala's just like swooning over her doctor defending Y'all, her. So the, the funniest thing was like, he said, well, let me be the he's first like, to congratulate you too. Damn. And then he go, he storms away like upset. And then he's like, the doctor tells Lala, you can never be alone with him. He's still so in love with yeah, you. Yeah, because she's, like, saw his she's face. like, in a little while, I'm going to ask him if he can donate money for like a children's hospital or whatever. And he's like, I don't try. I no. Yeah. I don't no. trust you around any man who wanted to marry you. Look how devastated he was and standing there. And just like, oh, Spoon. You yeah. know? And she's like, I didn't even know he loved me that much the way he looked. But it's like, of course, all for India. He's expecting her to walk I out. I love it. it I was fucking so love it. It, it was, was it was the cutest. So Lala was. gets her happily ever after. Yes. And she escapes her mother <laughs> and she's going to have a wonderful, beautiful it's life. Perfect. Okay? I yes. fucking love it. Thorne gets back home, sees Goes his dad, sad. and just like... <laughs> What the fuck? You sent me on a wild goose chase. <laughs> I know. What was that and about? VA was just like, I thought you might be more like me in some respects. Because he VA kind of mm-hmm. had a similar type of romance with Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I wanted you to realize something. I wanted you to realize what it would be like to actually like lose India. To lose her. And I wanted you to realize what you feel for her. You love her. Like you have yes. to admit that to yes. yourself that you love her, you know? And once you have that, then go get your fucking woman because India has already gone to London because the butler, there's lots of like funny miscommunication. The butler <laughs> told her, oh, he he went after them be, to stop the wedding. Yeah. So and she so thinks she's, she's chasing like, down Lala because he has to be so Lala. in love with Lala. So she's like, I'm just going to go to London and go to get Adelaide's away. House. I got to get out of this. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm fucking mm-hmm. done with this. So yeah, now they're in London. <laughs> And Thorne tries again. Well, her, his dad gives him advice. He's like, you need to woo her properly. You need to propose to her properly. Like, buy her a ring. Like, you know, go do this the right way. Put your you heart know? on the line, man. Exactly, you know. And so he's like, okay, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. So he goes and he gets his, like, nice clothes and he goes and gets a nice ring. And then he goes to her house and he's, like, you know, proposing to her, like, in this, like, very, like, sterile. He's like, sterile. I want to marry you. Yeah. And he, and she's like, well, why do you want to marry me? And he's mm-hmm. like, because I want you and she just like she's so mad because she's like oh you only desire me like that's Mm -hmm. that's the only thing and this must still be the competition thing you know like I'm just so over you and so they fight they rage they each kind of get in some hurtful barbs right there because Mm -hmm. they're just argumentative people okay (laughs) they're so stubborn they're really fucking stubborn she sends him away he's so upset that she won't just fucking marry him he's like what do I have to do but he never said he loved her she wants the love she wants that she wants a declaration he's not giving it to her he's being stubborn stubborn so he's like he comes up with something he realizes for the bow street runner yeah the bow street runner is there waiting for him when he gets back to his townhouse and like basically they tell the truth of what happened to his her parents they were not selling the jewels they were going to get them appraised for her debut for her debut they were paying yes they were going to sell them for her debut because you know he wanted 
India to know that her parents loved her and were not abandoning her. Yeah. And so he's like, I have to get the jewels. If, yes. I, if I have the jewels, it they will show them. her that I love her. Yeah. And also they loved her because I think that yeah. a lot of the reasons why she's rejecting me is because of her hangups with her parents. So if I settle that, maybe, maybe yeah. we can get so he thinks So he thinks he needs this grand gesture to prove to her how much he loves her. Yeah. Like, And he knows they know exactly where the um, carriage went in to the water, like the river. They know exactly where to look. Look. So I love this. He calls all his mudlark friends. Yeah. And it's just. It's, they have like other jobs that he offers him a lot of money to yeah. help him. Yes. And they're like, oh, I'll go in there for that. You know, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. I got two girls I got to feed, you know, and <laughs> let's go. So, you know, and so they end up doing it. But of course, you know, it's dangerous. This Very is like fucking dangerous. dangerous you Very know? dangerous. And they realize they, they're not having any luck, but they realize all the way that the rapids are pulling, everything's getting caught right on this one rock, this and jagged it's rock. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Area. He actually doesn't want are. them to go. And one of his friends is like, I'm going to do it. They're and stuck so down he chases, there. He chases after him. And mm-hmm. yeah, then all of a sudden, Thorn doesn't come up. Yeah. And things And go then black. all of a sudden, we're in India's point of view, and Frank, one of the footmen or whatever, um, oh, yeah. comes Fred. in and is like, Fred yeah. or whatever. He comes in and he was like, You've got he's, to dying, he's dying. He's and the dying. girl, the little girl's asking for you. She immediately, she doesn't even grab her police. She's like in the carriage on her way, rushes to see him. Basically, he's been almost bled out. His he's skin is pale. gray. He has a gash There's, on his forehead. The yeah. doctor's like, doesn't look promising, especially if he doesn't wake up. Yeah, he's like, if he doesn't wake up in like the next, you know whatever he's probably never gonna wake up and, and india's like i will take care of him like get me oh, hot no. water rags i will bathe him because i know that infections and stuff like that and yeah she's like willing him to live and <laughs> she's talking to him and i love that she there's this moment him. she's like she's afraid to not be with him because she feels like her voice is tying him to life mm-hmm. and if she leaves him alone that he'll just slip away but she does go assure rose for a little while and she tells him like look he's stubborn and he wouldn't leave you and stuff like that but if he does like you'll come live with me you know like she does reassure rose but like i'm not gonna let him you know die i'm gonna do everything in my power so I love how she's kind of been exhausted because it's been days mm-hmm. where she's been doing this. And she finally breaks down and she cries and she's sobbing and she's like banging on his chest saying like, don't you leave me. I, that river has taken enough people that I love and I'm so mad at you because I hate you because I love you and I didn't even get to tell you. And this is just so <laughs> just horrible. So emotional. So emotional. She, and he finally rouses a little bit yeah. enough to whisper India and she just cries, I love you well he this is what i love he says i love you first when he wakes up and um or she wait i can't remember it's like she wakes up he and says sees india she says i love you and then he falls asleep saying oh love that's you. what it is yeah he whispers love you and he goes back to sleep and she's like does this mean he's maybe, okay maybe now he's be okay but i so i love how she curls up and then the next day she comes out of it, and he's sitting there on his side, looking down at her. His hair, his hair is wet. Yeah, he got he's up and like had a bath. Up, he had a bath, but that's when he's just like the first thing he tells her is like, "I love you." Like he wanted to make sure he told her, and she heard him, and like you know, I he's love, lucid. He's so romantic in this moment because he goes, "The uh, you're the other half of my heart, and I needed to come back to you almost immediately." You and brought me back. Yes, you, you brought me, me back, and I was just like, "Oh my god." Uh, and he was like, so when you sent me away, I really did want to, I, I wasn't, almost that, that wasn't came, the end. Yeah, almost came back came right, right away. Back, but then I needed to give you this gift. And so he brings out the velvet pouch, 
but she's just so happy. And so the velvet pouch is like forgotten for a little bit and they fool around for a little bit and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And then he finally eventually tells her about, you know, the history behind the jewels and gives her the jewels. She's so emotional over it. They're a little bit tarnished, but he's like, we're going to clean them up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I love how at the end, the mudlarks are invited to the Duke of VA's house. (laughs) And um, even Brody's there. Brody's there and he graciously bows out, you know, and he's going to be his best man because they get another special license to get married <laughs> and he's just everything's all you know tied it's up awesome. neat in a bow then we have a beautiful epilogue y'all the epilogue was so good i i messaged justin because i was crying she was <laughs> on the way to work in the morning she's like oh i'm crying because yeah because i had like i fell asleep with like two or three chapters left and i was like into so the next day it's like i'll listen to it on the way to work and i'm i'm listening to this epilogue first of all it's Fucking hilarious because the, letters it's, from their we children. have letters from Rose, from Peter, and the other daughter, Adelaide. Adelaide. So they're all basically telling on each other. Peter's so Peter's funny. like, it's like, I don't like writing. Yeah. Bye. Bye. That's, like, That's it. <laughs> yeah. Rose said I should write, but I don't like writing. Or was it, I don't know. They're, um, I forgot their, the guy's name, Twink. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and then, but then the epilogue, it scrolls into the Starberry Court and starts talking about this house and how Peter's grandfather will one day put in the first plumbing and then the, that, like that, that chandelier remains there forever. It's like just 200 like, years later. Y'all, it it's just, still it, the I heart was, of the family. Oh my God. Like I was generations envisioning on. These generations of family all built around Starberry Court and my heart was just like, I could see it. It was so beautiful. It was freaking adorable. It was I loved so it. good. All it right. Was. Um, showdown. Oh my God. It's really hard. It is really hard. I honestly, I think my showdown scene is when he has her in the carriage that first time because it's such an obvious display that he cares more about her and he pulls her in, tells oh. her to sleep because he's so worried about her yeah. actually staying up all night to accomplish this work. Yeah. And he wants to take care of her. So he's yeah. like forcing her to sleep. He's spoon feeding her, you know, after she takes her nap. And that's whenever, you know, they have like their first kiss. So it's the first kiss into the like forbidden territory oh, yeah. and stuff. And I, I just really loved it because it's like it's all like the swoony energy. <laughs> But he's not admitting that this is anything more. He has this innate attraction to her, but he doesn't want to admit it. And I just really love them together. So I, I'm i going to choose that scene. I love that scene. Because it was the calm before the storm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene too. I mean, it was probably better. But mine, I think I'm going to go with that moment where she's like sleeping. And when she opens her eyes, he's just staring down at her. And the first thing he says is, I love you. Because it's like, we've been waiting for these words from you, Thorn. Thorn. <laughs> and like, just give her the damn was, words. Yes. Yes. And he just, I love how he like waited till her eyes were open. Like, I need you to know, you know. And then, of course, we just got our lovely happily ever after. And it, this was so good. It was This good. book was so good. I loved it. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing There Are No Saints by Sophie Lark. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.